0: Should the nation's schools open in the fall and the Supreme Court gives away half of Oklahoma? It's time to get informed, America. Let's go.
1: You're listening to Get Informed, America, the only true unfiltered show that's fighting fake news and finding common ground. Now, here's your hosts, Dave Okinquist and Rodney Johnson.
0: Hello and welcome to Get Informed America, the show that breaks through the mainstream media box to bring you real smart news. Hi, I'm Dave Oakenquist, and joining me is the smartest man I know. It is time to, it's time to call up the smartest man I know, the wizard of wit, of course, Mr. Rodney Johnson. Rodney, great to have you here each and every week to, uh, to answer my burning questions and going over some of the big stories over the last few days.
2: Morning, Dave. You always seem so energetic.
0: I am, you know, I've got a lot of pep in my stuff, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm very excited to, to talk about uh, to, to talk about some of the stuff that's been going on. And one of the things that's been weighing on people's minds, Ronnie, just to kick this thing off and to get moving, is this story about, the, or the issue of, are we going to go back to school? Are, are kids going to go back to school in the fall? Uh, of course, a number of colleges have, have, uh, have canceled uh, in-person classes or doing the online learning thing. Uh, but that's not, that doesn't seem to be a complete option yet, at least, for or it could be. That could be where we're headed for for say K through twelve. Uh, the CDC. I want I want to highlight a story that you put up on informedamerican.com dot uh, com called uh, Parency See Requirements for Kids Returning to School and Say No Thanks." Because <laughs> uh, after the CDC I released, um, I got a short short bullet list here from the CDC. Strict social distancing tactics, all day mask wearing for most students and teachers and yeah, I mean goodness I mean I, 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 we all suffer the mask uh but god eight eight, eight hours. <laughs> I think ten minutes is enough for me. Uh, staggered attendance, daily health checks, no gym or cafeteria use. Yeah, because you got to have the mask on. I mean, can't sweat and you can't eat if you're if you're wearing a mask. Uh, restricted playground access, l- limited toy sharing, and tight controls on visitors to school buildings, including parents. Now, uh, the president was not happy about these, <laughs> these these guidelines from the CDC, and then at one at one point. Uh, threatened to potentially withheld funds from schools who don't open. So uh, I'm I'm going to throw this over to you, Rodney. What do you make of the situation? And, and and above all, uh, will we see normal a normal school year this uh, this fall?
2: Well, you can start at the end. We're not going to see a normal school year. We know that. Yeah. Uh, and since schools are controlled by states, uh, it's going to be very different depending on what state you're in. And when you look at the CDC guidelines and students K through 12 can adhere to those guidelines. And I would think the answer is, you know, zero, as in yeah. not likely. I go <laughs> to the store and adults aren't doing it. So I can't imagine what's going to happen with, you know, a bunch of six-year-olds. Now, at some level, six-year-olds in a classroom are easier to control than adults because there's <clears> a clear authority figure at the front of the room that they pay attention to in most cases. Um, but still, I-, I don't think that the guidelines are going to stick. It's going to be crazy. Um, And I think you're going to have... I believe in that article, it was 60% of parents uh, said that they were interested in keeping their kids home instead, just because it made no sense. Um, and so it's going to be a real mishmash across the country as to states that in public education don't come back or don't come back all the way, um, and those that do. And the question is, you know, why are you holding them out? Children don't get the disease like adults. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the incidence among children is is very close to zero but clearly the idea is you don't want them bringing it back home to their caregivers, to their family or whatever else. Right. And Um, the teachers
0: are are older too. You don't want your teaching staff to get. uh, Exactly. Yeah.
2: And so there's not a really good solution here except, you know, some, some version of not having them there all the time, but that's not what we're set up for. The bigger problem is it's not that kids won't be together. It's that we don't do do distance learning effectively. It is not the same as in-person instruction. And so we're not set up to go over homework, to review what you did, to ensure that you mastered the material, and to give you a grade. We're just not. Yeah. I mean, so many schools at the end of last year gave no grades on homework. <laughs> and so that does not help you move to the next uh, level. Um, and then there's the other issue of when kids are at home, Somebody has to oversee them. So if you're only going back to school tw- two days a week, three days a week, the other days of the week, your parents are acting as de facto teachers, which holds them back from their job. And that is a, a, a complete drag on the economy that we have yet to figure out. We kind of powered through at the end of the last year. Um, the next when people are going to be looking for more permanent solutions. I think homeschooling is going to get a tremendous bump. Um, we actually have one of our children homeschooling for one year. Um, we thought it was great. She did not. She <laughs> likes the more social aspect of public school. Um, yeah. But the way they do it is very effective uh, in joining small groups. And it's that whole thing of if your group remains the same every week, then you become comfortable with that. What with that group in terms of you know nobody's ill that sort of thing. Yeah. And so you create a node, and I think that's what's going to happen in a lot of places because people are going to be looking for that consistency so they know what their schedule looks like. We need scheduling so that we can go about our daily lives in work and in the economy.
0: Uh, Yeah, to your point in homeschooling, well, you know, mom and dad are really lame, so not you and uh, your wife. But it does present the same problem is that not everyone can do it. It's the same issue as uh, uh, needing needing to work uh, kind of a thing. And Uh, You know, I'm struck by, you know, what if little Johnny never brings his mask in, you know, the same kid who or are they going to have to have a whole stock of things that they get thrown out? I mean, the whole keeping up, I agree, keeping up with all these guidelines is these are more like a a, goal than reality. So we're not going to have a normal school year, but it still sounds like um, this isn't we're not any. So here we are here in the beginning of july we're not we're not all that close to, to figuring it out and making it work for for the majority of people then so we're we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens is that
2: so the the caveat here is has been the same since we started talking about this in March, therapeutic and vaccine and while we're you know out here on the front lines making plans, trying to figure out kids yeah in the background hundreds of companies are working on therapeutics and vaccines. Now the vaccines are not going to be ready by the fall, probably not by the spring, probably not until fall of 2021 in reality, in terms of getting it to a lot of people. Right. But a therapeutic could be. And that's, that's the thing. If we can get a therapeutic so that a teacher who gets COVID-19 is not at risk of perishing, it changes this dynamic dramatically, uh, dramatically. Uh, And so that's, I can't stress that enough that as we're watching many companies work towards something that will stop this from being, uh, you know, a fatal disease, that's what's, that's what's going to get us out of this trap and, and really get us back on track for consistency. There's a lot of damage to the economy that can't be undone in terms of commercial real estate and bankruptcies by retailers and all sorts of stuff. But getting kids back in school, that's, that really is like turning on a light switch. You can get that done in less than a week.
0: Good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, certainly to, 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 both your points on, on the vaccine and some kind of a, an effective treatment, let's, uh, let's hope at least yeah, the the second, the second part, which is the treatment can come quick enough so that, yeah, you get it, you get sick, maybe you're out of commission for a week or two, but you're going to, you're, you're not, in, you know, and you're not in danger of dying uh, exactly. for for the vast majority of people. Yeah. So I, let's hope, <laughs> let's hope and pray actually, uh, that, that, that happens so we can all get on with our lives. You know, I'm tired of this. <laughs> uh, so let's move on, Ronnie. It is, uh, I believe, the Supreme Court has ended their term, if I'm not mistaken, uh, with with a couple of rulings, uh, or rather, three rulings. I want to hit on uh, that come from yesterday. Two of them, uh, the Supreme Court ruled against the president. One was on the issue of uh, Democrat House members subpoena subpoenaing the president's uh, financial records, and the Supreme Court did. It ruled against the president, but bought him some more time. It kicked the thing back down to a lower court, so this isn't the end of it. Although it was technically a loss for the president, the other was the issue of taxes. Uh, Supreme Court yesterday ruled that Trump can't block the releases of his uh, of, of his taxes. That's I believe that one's also delayed. Uh, so that one, so those two, two rulings against the president, but it's not sort of over yet. Uh, so that's, what, what did you make of those two things? I didn't get much out of here because it seemed like it was sort of a eh, Trump loses, but then we all moved on to the rest of the day, more important news because it wasn't quite definitive. It wasn't like these tax and tax and financial records were coming out tomorrow or something like that.
2: Right. And, and to your point, he lost on the idea of Congress really does have subpoena power. Right. And they do. However, they have to show that it's for a legislative purpose. And they did not. That, that's a different issue. They do have the power. They can subpoena the records. He will have to turn them over. Right. You're but not immune.
0: He, you don't just have blanket immunity. You have right. to make, you have to come back and make a better argument for what. Yeah. But the
2: argument was, well, we are, we are overseeing the IRS in its auditing of presidents. It's like, well, the, if that's the case, why did you ask for his tax, rec, tax records for the three years before he was president? The whole notion of this was a fishing expedition for him specifically as a target, uh, Well, we'll come back up to your yeah. point. It's been remanded to the lower court to once again have more issues raised. The other ruling was about New York State, which is investigating hush money payments. Um, and where's said, this hey, is Stormy Daniels again, Rodney? Exa- well, it's Stormy Daniels and the other woman whose name escapes me. Um, but <laughs> the point is, they can. But but both were remanded back to the lower court for more conversation, more motions. And so this is going past the election. And so the real takeaway isn't that everyone is subject to the law because we know we're all supposed to be, but we also know it doesn't really hold all the time. Yeah. The real takeaway is you will not see his tax returns through either of these venues before the November election. That's That's kind of the thing.
0: Yeah, great. Now, just to go back uh, quickly, the why the Democrats need the uh, the the documents from before Trump was president this is obviously to find evidence that uh that Putin uh paid him off. So that's obviously that's that's there so that they need they need to be able to get those get access to that so they can prove their case. That's well it's really already proven. We just need documents behind <laughs> it. Uh the second thing is uh when Trump uh, whether he whether he loses reelection or or wins, but when when he's out of office he will be hounded with prosecution and lawsuits to, until the day he dies, won't he?
2: I don't know. Um, it would be unusual for Congress to go after him after he's out of office. They would have to, again, prove a legislative purpose, and that's going to be really, really hard. Um, there may be, of course, attorneys general around the country, you know, state's attorneys general who are interested in doing such a thing. Uh, but again, they also serve, you know, at the pleasure of a governor and, you know, then voters. And so people are going to move on to other things eventually. Immediately, I imagine he's got, you know, a lot of people who are going to hang on to that hate immediately. Uh, <laughs> but I think within four years, people will have moved on because they just forget, right? They just, they just kind of let it go. It's, and, and it goes for both sides. I mean, we can't forget that when Barack Obama was first elected, Mitch McConnell said that, you know, the number one job, um, was to essentially block every single initiative he was going to bring in oh no question it is no secret that on the flip side that the democrats when they got into office in 2018 and took the house said look our job is to basically load this subpoena machine and do whatever we can to just you know beat on him uh for as much as we can really in 2016 and 18 Yeah, and it
0: worked it delayed a lot of things actually they kind of they kind of waited out I mean, that the strategy was to wait out the term with, with just to clutter it up with nonsense. And, and, right. And, and,
2: and we can't lose sight of the fact that the loser in all of this is us, right? it It is taxpayers <laughs> who actually want things to happen in Washington. I, I certainly don't agree with, you know, a lot of positions that are taken in Congress by either side. But I recognize that we as voters send these people up there to get some things done. And when they don't do their job, when they essentially spend all of their time, uh trying to stall the other side, they don't stop the hands of time. Things still happen, but it means that we kind of, you know, we've got our fingers on this balloon squeezing it and it has to pop out somewhere. And where it pops out is in the courts. And so what ends up happening is the courts ends up, end up deciding law instead of the legislature, which is a terrible system, but it's the one that we've developed over the last 30, 40 years. And so courts make a lot of law just because Congress won't do their job.
0: And as a great example, which is where I was headed next, the story of is from C N B C uh judgment from the supreme court supreme court says eastern half of oklahoma is native american land thank you congress and this is exactly the which was this ruling uh yeah. the supreme court decided to just step in and make law here <laughs> apparently i don't this this one's a head scratcher for me um and uh, the highlight here supreme court ruled that a huge swath of the state of Oklahoma is native american land for certain purposes siding with a creek nation man who challenged his conviction by state authorities uh in the territory in the case uh, a Creek member in Oklahoma court. He was convicted of raping a four-year-old child on land whose ownership was in dispute in the case, and they ruled that uh, uh, for the, in this one, this is for, the decision means that listen only federal authorities, no longer state prosecutors, can lodge charges against Native Americans who commit serious alleged crimes on that land, which is ha- literally half of Oklahoma. Uh, It is the home to 1.8 million people, including, um, I believe, at least half of Tulsa, something like that, at least a a nice chunk of Tulsa. And of those people, 15% or fewer are Native Americans. Uh, Ronnie... (laughs) what the hell so i mean i get that it goes back to it goes back to a treaty that the congress was was going to dissolve but never i guess quite dissolved it officially this goes back to the early 1900s so so this is just another like matter of paperwork here but here we go um well at least if, if you're a native american you don't have to worry about uh state officials arresting you is that is that what the deal is here well that's got you for me
2: yeah so so this goes back to, you know, the Trail of Tears and moving the five nations from essentially Georgia and Alabama over to land in Oklahoma with the treaty that the United States government signed with those five Indian nations yeah. that said, look, this is your land forever. And those nations, those five Indian nations never agreed to be dissolved. They, they just never said, oh, that's right. You take it all, right? Uh, they did side with the Confederacy. Uh, during the Civil War But you know they were in Oklahoma um, But that doesn't mean That you automatically get dissolved If that was the case There would be no southern states And so I found that A, a, a bit of a stretch of an argument uh, By the dissenting uh, judges On the Supreme Court That that was a, a case for saying Hey these nations no longer exist And then Oklahoma being um, You know brought into the Union In 1907 And uh, the Indians uh who were you know on this land, a lot of the land, uh being given the right to vote as American citizens, they said, well, hey, clearly they're part of you know the American country now, and so they're part of the state of Oklahoma, which means they're no longer part of these Indian nations. It's like, wait a second, they still didn't agree. Just because you're saying there's something different doesn't mean they think there's something different. Uh, and so this has been a bone of contention for a long time. Uh in pra in a practical sense, what it means is that, like you said, uh, the the Native American citizens who live in the land, and it's not just that area around Tulsa, uh, it's the five different regions. If you look at a map of it, it goes all the way down to the Texas border with the Chickasaw Nation. Uh, but And this is just decided about one. This was a decision about the one around Tulsa, but clearly everybody thinks it's going to roll down to the other four nations as well and take the eastern half of Oklahoma. Um, but the the Native American residents of that land don't have to pay state taxes and they are not subject to state law when it comes to some serious crimes like you know rape and murder and stuff they are still subject to the law but they have to be tried in federal court and so this gentleman mcgert who's clearly a terrible human being who did rape this four-year-old and did terrible things to her he's not getting out of jail He's just going to have his case retried in federal court instead of state court. Now, he's 71. He was sentenced to more than a 1,000 years in jail uh, in state court. Whether or not he gets a 1,000 years in federal court, I don't know, but chances are it won't be less than 50, and so he's never going to see the light of day. Um, practically speaking, it doesn't mean that suddenly Oklahoma has half the land and there are new people driving around with, you know, cars on them that say, you know, property of Indian nation, whatever. Nobody wants that uh, because uh, the Indians couldn't handle it. The Native American groups couldn't handle it. it. It 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 brings up all sorts of issues. There will be some fallout. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's probably going to be commerce uh, where the Indian nations can now um, do more in terms of alcohol and tobacco and gambling mm-hmm. uh, because it's considered their reservation land. And so I think they, they will be allowed to put up those stores, uh, pretty much where they want. I, I mean, I don't know. Nobody knows, but that's, <laughs> that's kind of what we see as a potential practical outcome. So very interesting, very interesting. The whole and, thing and is The May of Americans been talking about this for, oh, you know, 113 years. And so it was forgotten and has come back.
0: The system is, is bizarre to me because, I mean, it's not, it's clearly not sovereign land because if it was, then, well, at least to my, I don't know, obviously the law would be different, but then the federal government, the US federal government should have no business either. Uh, If it's actually Indian Territory, uh, forget the state. Why is one different than the other? To me, you know, of course, they they carve things out. And this whole thing seems like a a strange carve out to me. Uh, You mentioned uh, the dissent that was written by uh, Justice Roberts, who said uh, none of this is warranted. What has gone unquestioned for a century remains true today. A huge portion of Oklahoma is not Creek. It's not a Creek Indian Reservation. Congress this, uh, this any reservation in a series of statutes leading up to Oklahoma statehood at the turn of the 19th century. The court reaches the opposite conclusion only by disregard the quote, well settled approach required by our precedents. So, uh, that was his opinion. So. We'll see. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but it just seems bizarre to me. By the way, uh, Senator Ted Cruz said uh, this is outrageous. I got a tweet up here saying Neil Gorsuch and the four liberal justices just gave away half of Oklahoma. Literally, Manhattan is next. Rodney, well, do the Manhattan Indians have a have a potential lawsuit?
2: <laughs> well, first of all, the Manhattan Indians sold it. Yeah. Uh, and second, they did not have a treaty with the United States government since that happened in the 1600s, long before the United States existed. And so there's a difference in taking land by force, which nations did for all of history. Yeah, I'd be curious, maybe did the Creek Indians ever have a
0: treaty with another Native, Ameri- Native American tribe? And can they come back and sue the Creeks for that land
2: now? Or I don't Sorry, know. I don't- uh, but the one we know about is the treaty that the united states government signed they didn't take this land by force they didn't you know go in and annex it in a way where somebody else sold it to them like the louisiana purchase or other things like that right uh, this was this is about them saying hey we as the united states control this land out here in western oklahoma uh, eastern oklahoma we as the united states have all this territory that we think that we control you're within it now that's a conversation the beginning that's taken over by force which of course happened but then they said to stop the fighting to stop all this craziness that's going on with you know the the indian nations and the guerrilla warfare and everything else going on in the 1800s we're going to give you all of this land that you will have forever and this is all written down in a treaty this is easy to find and then they came back later and said we changed our mind and it's like you know what that's a problem and so i it's uh, it's been a long time coming. It's not surprising to me that it happened, uh, and so now the real question is practically what happens to the land and to the people who live there. I don't think it's going to be nearly as big as people are making it out to be, because frankly, nobody wants to upset the apple cart that much.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Great points. All right, let's move on to some uh, some bull crap of the week. One of the things uh, you, you, we, we mentioned, uh, you mentioned to me rather before we started, was the, the New York City. Skyrocketing applications for retirement. They say, "Well, I guess maybe before I get defunded, maybe I could take a good pension deal before uh, with with uh, before the terms change or or something like that. Before the situation on the ground changes, just get out of here. I don't feel like I'm being respected." And a lot of NYC cops are uh, are, are heading for retirement. Rodney, uh, what do you what do you make of this? Is my assessment right? Is there another angle there?
2: I, I don't, they're not going to lose money on their retirement. Those benefits are long since contracted. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think it's, you know, the, the, the other aspects of it. One is you're not getting respected on the job and you know, that's kind of demoralizing, but a much bigger factor I would think is who wants to be the cop who's, you know, out there at two in the morning, gets a call and in the heat of the moment does something that at, you know, noon the next day on video is questionable. Yeah, And so I, I think I would be, if I was close to retirement or, you know, of retirement age and I was a New York City cop, I would really be worried about losing my pension unintentionally, you know, going to jail unintentionally. I don't, you know, there are some cops who are bad actors, but there are many other cops of the 800,000 in the United States who are just doing their job, right? They yeah. don't have to be wonderful people. I'm sure there are some, they just out there doing their job. And yet we live in a world where we are now scrutinizing every second of what they do with video, looking for fault. I do not know that I could live my life under that sort of microscope, certainly with that, with that type of job. And so I'd probably be looking for the exit myself.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree with that. And uh, the mayor of New York City, uh, Bill de Blasio is an absolute clown. Um, we, what's, what's your just- opinion
2: there, Dave? Is,
0: in my opinion, is an absolute clown. He was just on uh, CNN yesterday. He's continually he's continuing to lock down uh, large gatherings, particularly religious gatherings. And then within the same sentence, um, is has no problem with protests. Um, it seems to be a very clear, striking First Amendment issue. You can you can't gather for church, synagogue, uh, or, or or to a mosque or, or whatever it is you do. But you know. If it's if it's the if it's the right thing if it's the right moral moral thing that that's okay uh, and of course he uh, and he, he really stood up for justice yesterday by by helping paint a Black Lives mural in front of Trump Tower so he really is uh, on top of things
2: he he's <laughs> the mayor right you know yeah. you get a permit you you paint whatever you want him the unequal um, application of the law is clearly illegal. And he, of course, is being challenged on that. People are suing him. People are now suing the state or the, the governor as well as the city uh, for the looting and the vandalism because they said that they didn't enforce the law, uh, which, again, is true. Uh, well, of course. We'll, no. we'll see where that comes down. It's not going to go anywhere because it's
0: okay. That's that's the thing. Certain things have been deemed okay, and 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 uh, other traditional things are not. And that's it. <laughs> Time to deal well, with and,
2: it. And and to your point, you know, you do get a jury of your peers as you you know march up, you know, the different appeals. And so it'll be interesting to see what the people of New York think of this.
0: Ronnie, I want to get your opinion on, uh, as I mentioned, the Black Lives Matter mural uh, that uh, Bill De Blasio helped paint right in front of Trump Tower. You know, really sticking it to Trump. Um, there was a case here. I just this came out earlier in the week uh, from the Bay Area. There was a a place uh, somewhere within the, in the California Bay Area where there was a a Black Lives Matter mural on the on the street. I'm sure you've seen this. These are popping mm-hmm. up in different cities, uh, and, the, and the city allowed this. Now, some other couple came and painted over it with black paint. I don't know if you saw this. Mm-hmm. Well, they uh the <laughs> they're being charged with a hate crime for painting over for vandalizing the vandalism <laughs> or something. Do you have any 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 does that make sense to you or do you think this is an appropriate application of hate
2: crimes law? <laughs> I well let's let's back up. The notion of a hate crime I I don't understand. I I understand. I know what it is, right? It's obvious what it is, but the crime is still the crime. And to say that a crime is worse because of somebody's motivation, state of mind, or, or, you know, reasoning, um, I don't know that that makes the crime worse. Crimes are still crimes, right? They're still bad. Um, But it, it means that you have to have a really clear sense of what that person was thinking and you have to, and you have to parse out you know, wh- why they intended to go do this. That's really hard. In some instances, it's really easy, right? You get some evidence of somebody was saying things as they were committing a crime, they were yelling things, they have all sorts of stuff on their social media. You can really see that this person had it out for another group based on something about them. Um, but in other instances, they're just saying no, 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 no. If anybody does something that affects a group, it's hate, and it's like, well, that can't possibly be true. They, you still claim it. It just, it can't possibly be true. Uh, Is our 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 painted murals a
0: protected class? And did I don't? Did the Supreme Court rule it, on that it, this week? It,
2: right, and so it become this becomes the problem with with designating something a hate crime so that you can you know heap more punishment on it. Um, I'm not a fan of that uh, because of all of the problems that go into it. Yeah. Um, this particular case, it, it still comes back to that local control. And I know I get back to this often. That's funny. That particular mural, as you call it, uh, the painting of Black Lives Matter on that street in California, the people who painted it went to the city, they got a permit, the city issued the permit, and they then painted it. Correct. And so this was a legally installed mural on the street that this person, these two people actually, were now defacing. And so I've got no problem with them being charged with defacing a mural installed on a public space. I do have a problem with the fact that I don't know about this particular city that many cities are not going after the same crime when other people do it. And it's, Oh, like a, come on. That's, that's not, not statue. true. I mean, these wanna... are
0: peaceful protests. They're, come on.
2: That, yeah. And so that, that's my problem. Again, it goes back to unequal enforcement of the law. Just, <laughs> just treat everybody the same that that's the general idea that that's supposed to be what the rule of law means. And so let's go there. So yeah, I'm, I would uh, look at this and say, wait a second, let's look at your history of applying your law. And then by the way, oh. how in the world are you going to prove their state of mind? Uh, and if you just say, no, 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 no. Anything that happens to a particular class of people is, is, is automatically hate. That's very uh, problematic as a small word for a big problem
0: you know I, i've heard I've heard since I was a kid this idea of two Americas. well, now we have another version of that now, don't we uh certain people get charged for certain things and and, and others uh, wow. don't get charged for the exact same thing so that's that's really good. We're making a lot of progress here in this country Rodney, before we get out of here uh, I want to hit on one other thing you put up on informed american this uh a lot of news coming out for the payroll protection program the, the congressional program that went to was you know going going to go to small businesses a lot of reporting of, of who received what came out this week and uh you reported on uh we got some real famous bands like the eagles <laughs> guns and roses chris stapleton uh what uh wiz khalifa imagine dragons little john luke combs kip moore um real people who are who are dying for cash got some that needed government stimulus right but it's not all. goodness.
2: <laughs> <laughs> at it, and, and I went and looked it up. Don Henley's worth an estimated $200 million, as is Axel Rose. Uh, and so you kind of scratch your head and say, did they really need my money, taxpayer money? Because remember, payroll protection program, uh, you get a loan, and as long as you use X percentage of it for payroll, the entire thing is forgivable. Now, I, I will say, as I wrote, they did I don't think they did anything wrong. There's no accusing right. them of wrongdoing, uh, my understanding is they these bands were touring and when their tours were shut down or they were going to be touring, they have used the money to pay the staff that they have for touring, the roadies and everybody else. And so they're doing exactly what it was meant to do, keep people yeah. on a payroll who otherwise would not have been on a payroll. It just kind of strikes you wrong it to does. look at it and say, you are individually worth $200 million. And so, you know... But why am I asking that person, you know, Don Henley or Axel Rose or any of these people to take a personal hit when we're not asking everybody to take a personal hit? I don't know. It still strikes me as wrong. I, I, uh, I struggle with it. Let's go there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, agree 100%. Well, I want to thank you, Rodney, for coming on. I want to thank you all for watching, and I want you all to become informed Americans by subscribing to this channel and uh, letting us know in the comment section below what you thought of these topics that we discussed today. Uh, Rodney, uh, everyone can go and get real smart news in their inbox every single day by going to informedamerican.com. And if they do that, what kind of stories can they expect to see in their inbox uh, over the over the weekend and the coming days?
2: I think it's going to be COVID. Uh, I think we're going to we're going to have a couple of fronts on this, and one is going to be uh, the conversation about going back to school as parents are trying to make plans and say, "Hey, wait a second, I can't do this anymore. We need a way better idea because I have my normal job to do." And we're going to get more conversations about the next round of stimulus. Uh, certainly both sides say they want to do it. Uh, the Democrats say that, you know, three and a half billion, or I'm sorry, three and a half trillion dollars. Mm. And so the Republicans are like, well, we need a way to encourage people to go back to work, not stay on unemployment. And so that's going to be the fight as we get closer to the end of July because the deadline looming is the end of that $600 per week unemployment bonus from the federal government. That ends on July 31, a mere three weeks from now. And so they have to get something done before then. Well, they just kick it and say, oh, let's just extend that a month or two? They could, but both sides want to get something done in this session before the summer session ends. So I think that's what we're going to be talking about.
0: Thanks. For Rodney Johnson, I'm Dave Oakenquist telling you to get informed, America.
1: You've been listening to Get Informed, America, brought to you by the Informed American Radio Network. Please like and subscribe today in order to get new exclusive weekly episodes. Any questions, thoughts, or comments can be sent directly to info at informedamerican.com. And don't forget to visit informedamerican.com to keep up with real smart news. Until next time, fight fake news and find common ground.